You are listening to episode 88. And I also would like to introduce today the Okiki Video Bootcamp. Yes, I will be launching a course, which I will have a wait list in the show notes. And I will be launching some group coaching as well. I know there has been a lot of requests lately of people wanting to learn how can they create content for their own brands. And so I'm looking forward to bringing you along in the journey with that. If that's something that you've wanted to gain skills and techniques on, this will be for you. You'll learn systems on how to create content effectively and efficiently and have more time for yourself in the process. While reaching your clients. Again, you can find the information for the Okiki Video Bootcamp in the show notes below. On today's episode, I get to interview an ambitious and energetic girl boss. Her name is Ashley Wright. And the cool thing is that I actually got to meet Ashley as a mentor. I got paired with her through an entrepreneurship program that I have been part of for the past year called Pitch Better. And it really focuses on entrepreneurs and particularly women of color entrepreneurs. So I was very excited to be part of this cohort and I was matched with Ashley. Ashley is an energetic and ambitious girl boss, as I mentioned, who quit her nine to five to pursue the world and her love for crypto, travel, and empowering others. And she's on a mission to help others create generational wealth through crypto. And over the last eight years in business and direct sales, she has built a global brand with the Crypto Strategy Academy. Leading in the industry as one of the top crypto educators in Canada and is the co-founder of Crypto Babes, a community for women learning and working and building in Web3, which has over 22,000 members. She's also the author of The Crypto Strategy Workbook and Crypto Workbook for Youth. And she has spoken at countless conferences around the world and works in communities to really highlight underrepresented communities. So I'm very excited and honored to feature this guest. And if you are interested in cryptocurrency, blockchain, women in tech, this is the episode for you. By the way, if you've been enjoying the Okiki Podcast episodes, I would love if you'd leave me a review and rating at Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. That really means so much to me if you do, and it really lets Apple know that this is a podcast that people should be listening to. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> also, I would like to say thank you so much for coming along the journey with me so far. We are almost getting towards a hundred and if we keep pushing and if I keep getting that support I'm sure we'll get there in no time. This episode is also brought to you by Okiki Consulting. At Okiki Consulting I help brands tell their stories through video content. So whether you need video content strategy, editing services, or consulting on an individual or group level, I'm able to support your brand in both English and French. You can learn more at okikiconsulting.com. And now on with the episode. Welcome to the Okiki Podcast, where we make inspirational people known. Brought to you by your host, Fian O'Brien. You are listening to the sound. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Okiki podcast. And today I am interviewing Ashley Wright. This is a very special feature during Black History Month. And I actually met Ashley because she mentored me in a program called Pitch Better. And I'm really glad that they matched us because she has done incredible work. She is an energetic and ambitious girl boss who quit her nine to five to pursue her love of crypto. And she's also traveling and empowering others. So she has been on a mission to help others create generational wealth through crypto and has over eight years of business and direct sales experience. Not only that, she's the co-founder of Crypto Babes, which is a community of women learning and working and building in Web3, so very innovative. And this community has over 22,000 members. She's also the author of Crypto Strategy Workbook and the Crypto Workbook for Youth and has spoken at several conferences all over the world. So as you can see, this is an amazing person uh, to have been mentored by. And I'm just honored to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Ashley, for being here. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Definitely, it's been a joy uh, being able to work with you and your amazing business. Always love your energy and vibe. So, no, today's conversation is going to be a good one. And do you mind telling the audience about your journey? Because even from knowing your bio, you're very innovative. Being, you know, in the crypto space as a woman, we don't see that a lot. A crypto space as a woman of color. What was kind of the winding path of your education and career that kind of led you to this place where you're in today? Really great question. And to be honest, if you never actually thought about getting into tech before this, it kind of just came and it kind of I kind of just fell into this space. So I think it was like back in I believe 2016, I was, you know, in school doing, you know, focusing on like HR and marketing. And at the same time, parents who, you know, decided to become entrepreneurs, I overheard them talking about Bitcoin and it being a digital currency and whatnot. And I'm like, I've never heard anything like this in my life. I thought they were crazy, but I'm like, you know what, let me just invest. And so that's what really kind of kicked off everything. I invested about $300 into Bitcoin at the time. And within a few months, it grew to almost $900, got excited, fell in love with the space. And like you mentioned too, there, there wasn't a lot of women in this space, much less women of color. But, you know, thankfully the way that I was raised was to be very focused, very determined, not to really care too much about what other people think. And, you know, that really drove me to want to get into this space, regardless of any challenges that occurred. So yeah, that's kind of literally how I got into this space and what kind of kept me going. For sure. And even the idea of being in crypto, like now, I think during the pandemic, the conversation has come up a lot more than in the past, probably because everyone was at home and looking for different things to do. But there was a lot and there is a lot of suspicion in this space. So I guess what were some of the tools that you used in that journey to make you comfortable with this space? I mean, for me, I'm a little bit different because I I push myself into uncomfortable positions, right? Which typically people want to focus on being comfortable versus getting uncomfortable. But I purposely push myself in those opportunities. So the whole space is such a different dynamic. Like I said, going from, you know, coming from a background where I didn't do anything tech related to now it's like I'm in tech and learning some of these different technical skills and theories as well, which is so different, but at the same time, very curious. But I think the one thing that really drove my motivation and determination in this space is understanding the timing. Because even though I was new and even though, you know, I didn't have people around me that looked like me in this space, I understood 
how early we were in the adoption of this technology. And I see technology and I see the changes in so many other industries, right? Something as simple as, you know, Netflix, right? And what used to be, you know, block, uh, Blockbuster back in the day, like that was like changed the game completely right going digital and then something like uber as well so just seeing those trends helped me to really have like the vision to say hey even though this might seem crazy to other people i see the vision and i'm like this is the perfect timing that regardless if i have the skills or not i just want to learn and position myself properly with the hopes that you know i can be able to excel and really take advantage of it and I guess for you, like in that, what was the transition of going, okay, I'm learning about this, I'm investing in this, and I'm going to leave my corporate job to actually start a business around this specific topic? Because I think it's interesting to me because a lot of people invest in crypto, but not a lot of people are like, you know what, I'm actually going to make a whole business around this very thing. Yeah, I will be totally honest. I was definitely scared out of my mind. So in terms of like being uncomfortable, that was probably one of the most uncomfortable things, right? I will also say that because I had parents who are also entrepreneurs, I, I got a lot of insight in terms of what their day-to-day -day looked like in terms of being self-motivated and creating your own schedule and, and being determined to get things done. So I had that as a bit of a background but it was still really nerve wracking. And so I launched the Crypto Strategy Academy and things really took off. And what really helped too, the market with crypto started to take off, right? A lot of people started to hear about it. People started to invest like, like crazy in the space. So I was able to capitalize on that, that timing with the launch of the Academy and really just got to the point where I was working my job and then in between little breaks or literally had like both screens beside me, like I have my work and then I have my business and I'm just back and forth to the point where unfortunately my productivity with my work was going down, but then my business was excelling. Right. And then it got to the point where I'm also looking at like, oh my gosh, I wish I could just, you know, focus on all this time and put that towards my business instead. And, you know, I, I made sure I had that, that cushion there saved up, you know, of course, six months at minimum, just in case and had some really good people uh, supporting me. And then I just sent that email, like, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm done. At the same time, I've always been really motivated to, to be in entrepreneurship full time. So it's been exciting, but definitely has its challenges. Don't get me wrong. Yes, for sure. And thanks for sharing that. I also wanted to back up a little bit in terms of you were saying you're working and you had your academy going and at some point you had to decide, which I think happens to a lot of entrepreneurs. And actually, even in launching that academy, like what was the day that you were like, you know what, I want to start a business around crypto, not just invest in it. And also, what was your biggest obstacle in like letting people know you have this brand and that you have this product and they should be involved with it? To your first question, in terms of like when I realized I wanted to turn this into a business. So I heard about crypto, in like, like I said, 2016 and then 2017 was still learning and was really starting to just put it out there on social media as just like a hobby and for fun. But I always knew, you know, my passion was, you know, within this crypto blockchain space and my purpose was always to help people. So it got to the point where as the market was taking off, a lot of people just started DMing me. How do I get involved? How do I start investing? How do I use these different platforms? And I'm like, literally had that light bulb moment of like, okay, let me just turn this into a business, right? I obviously have something that people want and people trust my knowledge and my advice as well. So uh, yeah, that's what really kind of gave me that push to really just turn it into a business, start taking it seriously and had to 
kind of retrain my mind to learn a lot of these business skills and and how to really grow a company and, and market my brand as well, which is kind of like to your second question of, you know, putting it out there. And like I said, I, I always try to be uncomfortable. So it's a little bit different for me. And even though, yes, I am a woman in this space and I'm a woman of color and there's not a lot of people that are doing what I do or that look like, look like me in this space, I try to use that to my advantage versus having that as an obstacle, right? So I do my best to promote that and say, hey, this is why you should work with me because there's not too many people that are doing what I'm doing that look like me, right? So, you know, trying to attract women, trying to attract people of color into this space as well and just trying to use it as an advantage. That's amazing. And also, what was the biggest surprise for you when you did fully go into your business? Yeah, what's one of the most unexpected things that happened when you decided I'm going to go into this full time in terms of people reaching out to you or opportunities? One of the biggest things is... I feel like there's so many different pieces um, that have been pretty, pretty big, but I guess, you know, one of the biggest parts of it that, you know, still every day still going with it is as an entrepreneur, sometimes you have those moments where you're just like, what in the world am I doing? <laughs> right. Being able to, to continue to develop when it comes to your mindset, when it comes to your skills, because a lot of times we see success and we're like, okay, this is working. Let me just continue. And then maybe things start to die off, right? And it's like, how do you continue to maybe like reinvent yourself, but more so pivot, right? To find that sweet spot of that product or that marketing campaign or that strategy that really just works that can allow you to build consistency. So that has been something that has definitely been different has been big, especially in a space that's just so new. It's like, you can come up with one thing. And then next thing you know, everyone is talking about NFTs or they're talking about the metaverse, right? So it's, it's evolving so much. So my business and the space I'm in constantly pivoting, trying to continue to stay up with the trends essentially. Yes, for sure. And Actually, along those lines too, kind of back to what we were saying before, I definitely noticed during the pandemic, there's a sudden like interest as someone who's not even as invested, nearly as invested in the space as you are in this topic. And people are bringing up crypto, NFT, like metaverse, all of it. And as you were saying, did that really impact the influx of people who were interested in your teachings? And where do you see this kind of academy going like in the next couple of years? So yes, definitely these trends are attracting people, especially when you have celebrities that are, you know, posting their different NFT projects and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like everybody, unfortunately, is like a crypto educator, right? Everybody on TikTok, Instagram, and every platform just because they've invested. And at the same time, I also have to point out now that the market is down, it's like super quiet um, at the same time. But, you know, it's been pretty, it's definitely been pretty interesting, but I, I just try to, to continue to be unique and, and push it out there and let people know that, hey, like I have experience, I've been in this for some time, right? I didn't just pop up <laughs> into this space because of all the hype. And then in terms of where we could see next for the Academy, um, I haven't actually announced it just yet, but I am doing some revamping with the platform. We've had a lot of our students that really love the program, so they want something a little bit more ongoing. So we're gonna be kind of transitioning um, the model to um, almost like a membership program where you're gonna have online access to myself every month, as well as a lot of online and digital resources and recordings and classes, which is really exciting. And then also because of all these exciting trends, we're going to be adding additional topics. So um, the Academy has been primarily focused on like cryptocurrency and a bit of some of the new trends, but now we're really going to be focusing on those deep, those trends and really doing a deep dive. So 
talking about like what are nfts how do you create one how do you start your own collection or the metaverse how does it work how can you get involved even if from a business perspective how can you use some of these technologies into your business to stay ahead of the ahead of the game right so we're definitely evolving as the industry and some of these exciting trends evolve as well yeah that's amazing i have a few questions about the community and i guess the first question i have is like in terms of it being such a digital space do you find that a lot of your membership is global like they're not necessarily in your geography but you're finding people coming in from all over the world is that something that's i guess usual for this space and for your experience with your membership yeah so that's a really great question um so even though i'm based here in toronto canada like I do have a good amount or a good portion that uh, of students that are, you know, based across the nation. Then, of course, people in the U.S., but I have, you know, students that are international, which is always exciting. So anywhere from I want to say like Europe to even like in Africa, right, where we have students from all over. And also, too, you know, we, we start to see that a lot more because, unfortunately, Canada and the U.S. are so behind when it comes to like adopting this these currencies or adopting these technologies compared to other parts of the world where like they're already using it, right? Um, they're already having those conversations too. So I think we're going to continue to kind of see more growth as like, you know, people start to hear about it more and want to get involved. But unfortunately, it's just Canada and the US is just a little bit behind. But it's always exciting to have people everywhere. I, I try to keep it, you know, I try not to put any boundaries in terms of who can be a part of it. And, and that also goes with like demographics of like age, right, where we have people that are like, you know, 22, or not, even actually younger, even like 15 to even 20 years old, where they hear NFTs, and they already start to understand it, right, and get excited about this space. So I try to keep it fairly open. And that means that, you know, no borders, essentially. That's really interesting, just thinking of 15 year olds, and this is already part of their language. <laughs> and I wanted to ask too, because your membership is so large, what does it take to kind of build that up? Like when did the membership part, I guess, start of your business? And what does it take to like maintain that kind of membership and really keep those individuals engaged in what you're sharing? Yeah, the community is a really big piece. And I think I try my best to keep everyone connected. I think it's the biggest piece. So we'll do like community calls, which is basically like update calls where we're able to talk about like what's happening in the market, what's trending, what's exciting, as well as give everybody the opportunity to connect with one another. Because sometimes when you're in this like crypto blockchain space, you're excited about it, but not everybody around you necessarily gets it. So you kind of feel like you're in this bubble <laughs> in a way. So it's always really nice for everybody to be able to come together or everybody's just as excited as you are about Bitcoin and all these different things. And we try to keep that excitement and keep that engagement. So um, as I mentioned too, like being able to kind of shift to that model where now we're going to be meeting like every single month and being able to have those conversations and be able to answer questions and keep it so intimate with those interactions. I think that's what's really going to also help us kind of get to the next level as well. And with a group that large, do you guys ever have meetups or see each other? Is that a part of the community as well? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So unfortunately, we, we wish we could do a lot more, but then the pandemic happened and so forth. But we, we definitely had one or two for sure. They've been in Toronto, but we do want to expand and kind of do it other places as well. As you know, the community continues to grow, things of course are to open back a little bit more. I was going to ask too, if you were like to have someone come up to you and say, you know what, I want to kind of approach things the way you approach things. I want to be willing to try and expand in uncertain spaces. 
and see if I can grow my business? What would be your advice to them on how to cultivate that mindset towards that? Some of the books that really changed my mindset a lot, Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki is huge in terms of talking about the way that money is made, right? And being able to kind of identify where you stand versus where you want to be, right? And kind of changing your mindset and perspective on money, which is really important because depending on how we grew up, you know, in our environment or our culture, we may already have certain ideas of what money is or what it looks like, right? So being able to kind of change that. The other book that also really helps me is called Failing Forward, which I think every entrepreneur, not even entrepreneurs, everybody should read that book <laughs> or the audio book, being able to also change your perspective on failure, right? Because I think it's natural that we tend to shy away from, from that, right? Any, like, however we can avoid failing, like, and, and putting it out there or failing in front of others, we avoid it, right? But in reality, failure is like literally mandatory in order for you to be successful, right? To find the ways that don't work so you can understand and actually see and realize what does work, right? So those two books have been extremely amazing. The other pieces I would say is your environment and support is huge, especially as an entrepreneur. Not everybody's going to support you. Not everybody's going to understand you. Probably going to be wondering why are you working so hard, right? And not, you know, work-life balance, which as an entrepreneur, it's hard to have that type of balance, but you need to have people around you that support you and that will lift you up on those days that's like super hard days right because business like I said business is sometimes you're working on a campaign for a long time you're working on content you put it out there and you're not seeing any results any sales right so it's like you need to be able to have those pieces or those people in your life that can pick you back up and kind of keep you motivated and keep you going but yeah those are probably the the few things that I would say are super key to help you kind of change your mindset um, and kind of prepare you for that next level in your business amazing and also for you as like an expert in this space, where, where do you see, or do you have any predictions in your mind of how you see the crypto space going? Because I know there's been a lot of ups and downs. And I think even if people do that with stocks or investing, that will happen too. But I guess in, yeah, from your perspective, where, where do you think things are going in that space? So before I answer, I do have to put a disclaimer. <laughs> this is not financial advice. Please do your own research money's not guaranteed when it comes to investing in this space but you know we we've dropped quite a bit of course when it comes to like bitcoin and to be honest with you i wouldn't be surprised if we start to drop back down even drop lower right i think we saw it go down to maybe like sixteen thousand us and um i still believe there's still a bit more room to run especially with you know the economy and where things are at right now but um, in the long run, I, I, overall, like I, I still really believe in, in Bitcoin. I have no doubt that it's going to get to 100, 200, 300K eventually, right? And the adoption is there. I think it's just us being able to understand the technology, right? People being able to understand better, of, you know, how to actually secure their investments. Because a lot of people, unfortunately, lost a lot of money with the whole FTX uh, scandal that happened. Um, so once the people start to kind of put those measures in place and the government puts a little bit of regulation in place, I think that's where we're going to start to see the market take off drastically. But it's just, it's, it's, it really just takes time, right? Just like when, you know, the internet first came out and everybody kind of thought it was crazy at first. And over time, that's where we start to see adoption. So I think we have a long way to go, but at the same time, like I said, this is like the best opportunity, the best time to get in the market. Uh, this uh, short question on that. Do you think that the metaverse will be adopted? Because <laughs> there was a lot of push in that direction and we've seen a lot of things drop in terms of, you know, Facebook stocks and like, oh, well, now meta. 
And so I'm just curious, like what you think of it, because it seems like they are trying to be like a very early adopter in that space, for example. And do you foresee a future in that even? Yeah, I definitely do. I think it's going to take time. And I think at the same time too, like the way that we're thinking, sometimes we have our own idea of what adoption looks like when it comes to certain pieces without realizing like adoption might be totally different. Like when we think about it today, the fact that people are so you know, focused and so into their phones nowadays and social media to an extent, some people would say to, yeah, to an extent, some people would say that is, you know, somehow interacting at a, a level of metaverse, right? Where you are so indulged with your online avatar, your online presence, where it's, you know, in a sense that kind of looks like we're already interacting in that way. Um, so I think, you know, it definitely will be adopted. It might just take a little bit more time. Um, but in terms of like digital worlds, um, and actual like avatars in the space. I think for sure we see large organizations already buying tons of digital real estate to kind of claim their territory for once mass adoption actually happens. But I think it's just gonna take a little bit more time for people to understand like, why would I get involved? How does this actually help me as an everyday consumer, right? Or even as a business person. So once it gets a little bit more practical and the entry is a little bit easier to get involved with, then I think that's where we're going to start to see things take off a little bit more. Plus, I did see Apple's coming up with their with their own uh, gear as well, which would be pretty exciting. Yeah, really interesting to see and uh, curious to see where the trends go with that. And I guess uh, my final question for you today is, what do you value the most about the position that you're in today? What I value the most about the position that I'm in, I think just impact really. I think when you're in a in a role or in a, in a position where you can create impact or you can be like a point of inspiration for other people, that's the part that really gets me excited. Cause I feel like now it's like you have a duty to make sure that you succeed. Like you're six, you want to succeed for yourself, but it's like even more than that. It's like you being able to succeed to show other people that it's possible, right? So kind of like how we started the conversation, you know, being a woman in the space and a woman of color, I want to be able to, to lead and, and, and let other women of color know that, hey, like we belong in this space, we can succeed in this space, right? Regardless of the challenges that are out there. So those are some of the things that I value the most. And when I'm doing different events or different conversations and, and people tell me that, you know, they loved what I'm doing because, you know, they feel that they can relate with the work that I'm doing, relate to me and my brand. That's the, how I know I'm also making that impact. Um, so that, yeah, that's what I really value the most, the, the interaction. Thanks so much, Ashley. And thanks for sharing with our audience. And where can the audience find you? And is there anything you want to, other than what you've announced, share with the audience today? <laughs> Yeah, um, you can find me on almost on like basically every platform that's out there at the right success. So that's my website, my handle on Instagram, um, on YouTube. You can find me anywhere. Um, yeah, and, and definitely want to say thank you to you as well, because I'm definitely really excited to be a part of this amazing podcast. Love the work that you're doing. I'm glad that we were able to work together as well. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with our audience. I Cannot wait to share <laughs> and uh, really excited for what you're doing with your crypto community as well. Maybe I'll get more, um, what's the word, more brave into the crypto space. <laughs> <For sure. laughs>